Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and this is the show where we talk about stuff from a younger perspective and older perspective to give you a kind of a glimpse into two different generations. And uh, it's amazing how a lot of times, our, at least between Dave and myself, we tend to think similarly, but that's not always the case. Between it could a, be because we read the Bible. It could be. Could be. It could be. Yeah. There's a, there's a commonality that kind of ties us together. This is true. Which, again, goes across... Many generations. Many generations. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a boomer, a millennial, matter. a Gen X, a whatever they're calling this next generation. Gen something. Gen Z. <laughs> whatever. Gen. I Gen. Yeah, Gen. Just Gen. 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 Gen, yes. Gen Zen. Gen Zen. <laughs> <laughs> and we digress. Yes. <laughs> but no, it's, it's great to be back. Today, uh, I, I want to have some fun today, Dave. So um, I don't know what that means, but what? How what about you, this? Yeah. How about if I throw news things at you and just we talk about the news? I'll duck. All right. Now, yeah. Here, here's <laughs> for those of you who've been it. following for our taking shows, it literally. That's good. That's right. If you've been um, following our show, you know that last time we talked about sarcasm yeah. and literalism. So I'm trying to take everything Dave says very literally. There you go. Now here's here's what I'm finding interesting. Now I grew up in a different time and era. Obviously, I was born in 1956. You're old. Yeah, I am. And so I remember the uh, the Cold War very well. I remember the buildup of the nuclear arms. I remember, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. And it, it's been they've been on the back burner for a while. But the bottom line really is we grow up differently. And I'm looking at the future, and you have children. Yes. That are young. Yes. There are some things that that you're dealing with that you're going to have to deal with that my generation would not have dealt with. We would have eliminated it. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how you're going to deal with it. Yeah, that's all. I, I'm just wondering because there's still a right and wrong out there, mm-hmm. and it's really somewhat simple. Mm-hmm. And I could go through and say, you know, you started at the beginning. There's a God. You're not Him. I right. mean, that kind of thing. And, and that's what I'm talking about. It's simple. So let me throw some news stories by you that I'm thinking. Sure. How in the world are you going to deal with this? Yeah, with your children as they get older. So headlines. With headlines. Jason Here's the headline: uh, Same-sex custody battle tests the definition of parenthood. Um, okay. Yeah, the Mississippi Supreme Court on November 29th heard a case of a woman suing her former lesbian partner for parental rights. That's a mouthful in itself that you're going to deal with your yes. children. The former lesbian partner suing for rights for a child. A steady stream of gay custody battles is working their way through the courts in, in, you know, in the wake of a 2015 Supreme Court uh, decision legalizing same-sex marriage. Um, well, that's interesting. More same-sex couples are using donor eggs and sperm surrogacy in vitro fertilization to conceive children. So that's going on now. Now, now let me summarize this for you because yep. I don't want to read the whole article. There's lesbian couples giving birth to children who are biologically, some father is somewhere who's the biological father for right. this because there's no way that two women can get together and have babies. Right, from a biological From factual. a biological yep. okay, I'm situation. Following. Right. So then when they don't keep their commitment, what they call marriage, which has been redefined, who in the world is the parent of that child? Hmm. And does the one who donated the sperm or the whatever, however they do this, I'm, I'm sure. sure it has to do with that, but yeah, what, what rights do they have? And does this child not need to know who their biological father is because of 
medical reasons or whatever else might be. I mean, look at all the complications that are raised by this. I want to know how you're going to deal with it. Wow. I, I'm, there's a lot. I'm confused. Yeah. There's a lot of things that make me go, huh. You know. These are uh, new issues that my right. generation would have said, look, lesbianism is wrong. Right. And you shouldn't be doing this. Right. And we're not going to deal with it in that sense because it's wrong. And it's wrong according to the scriptures. God made a plan. And right. the plan is simple. Now, I just eliminated all of these rabbit trails that you got to go down. Right. So I can deal with truth and I can deal lovingly with it. I'm not saying that I dislike or, or will go after and hate you know, lesbian ladies. No, they need Jesus and they right. need to understand their sin just like a liar needs to understand theirs. But, but it's not the way God made it. Right. Absolutely. And I think, and I think that's where this, this is almost coming from is now that the implications, you know, reference, you know, the legalization of, of gay marriage, you know, and I think we're starting to get to the point where now there's the, where the rubber meets the road in a sense. And now they're starting to question biological facts, you know, like you said, Dave, you know, when you put either two men together or two women together, biologically speaking, it's impossible for them to have children. Right. Unless there's an outside source. Right. And, and so now, it, it, because of that biological fact, it's creating a problem. Because if they were to separate, who then, you know, gets a child? This isn't a problem. It shouldn't be in the first place. Right. And that's, and that's the problem. Right. You so, know, and so that's, that's where my brain goes. It's like, well, you know, as long as this problem is being pursued, it's just going to spiral into an even bigger so problem. So your son reads this article. What do you tell him? I tell I go back to the beginning and be like, here's where it went wrong from the start. You know, and and how we've misconstrued the way that God has designed, you know, us as humans, yeah, to to function. Yeah, and I would agree with you. I mean, I I would be very careful to lovingly talk to these ladies and say to them, God didn't make you this way. There is no possible way when you live apart from how God made you, yeah, that you will be okay. You will complicate life. Right. You will complicate decisions. You will complicate laws. You will complicate nations because he never meant you to live this way. Right. And, and you can ask any doctor, any medical person, you would have to, you know, man and woman were created different. Right. And they were created different for a purpose. Mm -hmm. That's all my generation would say. We're, right. End of story. Now, if you want to do something, this is America, you, you certainly have the freedom to do something. But you do not have the freedom to change the laws that God has given, or the and I'm talking about laws like the laws of gravity, the laws. I mean, you can't do that. Right. And this is one of those laws that you have to abide by, whether you like it or not. And, right. And you're proving that by having to get a donor sperm or whatever it might be. Right. So. Anyway. Yeah, that's just confusion. Confusion. Yeah. There's a there's a headline I saw, Dave, that yeah. I want to throw by you. All right. Shoot. You know, it's actually been you know it's fairly popular because it, it's another Supreme Court case, but this is the the big Supreme Court, you know, of the U.S. Oh. And we've heard of this, but it's finally made its way up to to being heard. And it's about um, this baker out in Colorado, you know. And if you're a listener, you might be familiar with this just because it's it's more of a national headline. Uh, but this baker. Um, bakes wedding cakes and all that. And I think it was back in 2012, 2013, there was this um, gay couple that came to him, asked specifically to decorate it uh, for their wedding, and he denied them. And so it's gone its way up through the court system on whether or not um, he should be forced to provide his cake services to, or if he has the right to deny people. Yeah, you know what? Again, I, I may not be speaking for everyone in my generation, but I think this is silly. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. This is America. 
we right. have. Right. You, you make cakes, don't you? Right. I mean, you used to bake cakes. Right. And, and, and even as I, yeah, I used to, I actually still do at times. Yeah. And you, you used to be in competition, actually. Yeah, yes. Not so, for baking cakes, but for cooking, yeah. For cooking, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. So if somebody came to you and said, you know, I want you, you know, we're a gay couple and I want you to make our wedding cake, what would you do? I'd be like, you know what? I only do it on the side, but maybe it's not the best for me to do it. Go find somebody else. Yeah. You would have to violate your conscience to right, do that. Right. Absolutely. The, 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 there's a bigger issue here in play, I right. think. The United States of America that, that I grew up in is a land of the free. Right. Now, if you wanted to be a homosexual couple, that's really up to you. Right. I think you're wrong. I think it's against what God has said. I do not think you will ever find joy in that. I, I, you know, moments, right. whatever, I don't know. But, but I think it's wrong. And I have the freedom in this country to ex- express that. Right. Without hatred and without people calling me a bigot or anything else, because that's how we work in this country. Right. I also have the freedom to not participate in buying something from a certain store or whatever. Right. It, it, it's it's the free market. Yeah. My my brain yeah. goes to, all right. If you don't like what this guy did, don't buy from his store. That that was my initial response. You know. It, I mean, religious convictions aside, you know, biblical convictions aside, the thing that I went to first, it's like, well, why didn't you just go to a different store? Yeah. You know, and, and so it's like, all right, are they out to pick Can a fight? Can you go to a Jewish bakery you know? and, and insist on pork? Right. You know, it's just like, come on. You know, there's some common sense things. And knowing how many bakers are out there, it's just like, why don't you just go to a different one? Yeah. You know, that's that to me, that's the common sense thing. You know, why? But like you said, you know, but I think there's also the biblical side of things. You know, if I were in his situations, would I do what the baker did? And I, I think I would. Why? Because it's it's where my convictions are. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Dave, I think you have a verse that, that pulls up, that, that not pulls up, that, that you have here that you want to share, I think. Yeah. You know, what? There, there's all kinds of verses in the Bible that talk about our conscience and the Holy Spirit. And when you, when you begin to think about others and your decision-making process, you make certain decisions thinking about what's best for them. But you can't violate your own conscience. And there's a couple of passages in the Bible that really talk about decision-making and things that probably don't really matter, but you still, they matter, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And, and really, it was meat offered to idols in the Bible. It, the meat, it's very clear that meat that people offered to idols by itself, in and of itself, was not evil. Mm-hmm. All right? It was right. just meat. Same with any other meat that you might find. However, if it violated somebody's conscience. In other words, since it was offered to idols, mm-hmm. there's people that if they ate it would feel like they're compromising their lives because this was offered to an idol and yeah. they think the idols are so evil and it would bother them to be able to eat that. Mm-hmm. And the Bible's very clear on it. If you think your action is going to cause somebody else problems, not just because they say or not, if you think it's going to cause them a problem, don't participate in it. And you can read this in Romans 14, 10, it, where it actually says, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? Um, for we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. God's going to judge our hearts. I don't, I don't understand everything about this baker in Colorado. I don't, I don't understand everything this guy did or, or isn't going to do and why. But God does. And, and if he is actually loving God and loving these people, and he will not compromise on this one because it shreds his conscience, mm-hmm. then he shouldn't have to. Right. And, and I would stand in front of the Supreme Court myself, if I were him, and I would say, 
you can decide whatever you want. The bottom line really is, this is America. I will not make a cake that violates my conscience. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. Right. And you can choose and decide whatever laws you want, but you can't make laws that say, I need to go and work in a coal mine, or I need to do this, or I have to use my life in a certain way. This is, America's built different than that. Mm-hmm. And, and the bottom line really is, you've not taken my choice away, and any law that you make won't take my choice away. Because I can say I will not do it, and I won't. You can throw me in jail. I still won't do it. You can execute me. I still won't do it. Because there's something that's more important in life than, than bending to the godless culture that I live in. This is this guy's conscience, and he gets the right to live it out. Mm-hmm. And, and we should respect that and applaud it. Right. Now, if you don't agree with it, that's, that's your issue. Right. But, but we need to respect it. Just like when I go into a Jewish establishment, I respect that they're not going to have pork. Right. You know, I'm not going to—that's fine. Or I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not going right. to beat those guys up for that. I do eat food on Sunday. They're not going to be open on Sunday. I'm fine with that. Right. We as a nation need to begin to understand. Go somewhere else. Go to Kentucky Fried on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Right. And, and let people enjoy their, their own personal consciences with God and let them be clean. Absolutely, Dave. And I think it's, it's good to bring a biblical perspective into it and realize that you know, it's not that we're forcing our beliefs on anybody else. It's just like you said, this is how America is, and everybody within America has that right to do and live out their way without enforcing those on others. And, and so we're just getting started here, it seems like. We're just bringing up different you know, headlines at the moment and just reacting to them, which is what most people do. Um, and so how do we react from a biblical perspective? We're going to continue to do this and we'll, uh, right when we come back with Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. Welcome back to Younger and Older, and uh, we've just been having some interesting discussions uh, this week in this episode, just kind of highlighting some of the um, different headlines that we see and reacting to them and just trying to take biblical principles and even just, you know, our, our gut reactions and, and, and processing it out loud with you guys, because I think it's important. Um, we realize that we don't live in a bubble, um, and so you have to take in culture and take in things that happen and process it from a biblical perspective and, and try to interact with people and, and have that viewpoint. And so that's what we've been trying to do today as we've looked at a couple of different issues already that are, you know, they just happen to be in the Supreme Court, both of those ones. Yeah. Um, but that's not always the case. No. Um, I, so there's, there's all different sorts of, of headlines out there, Dave. You know what? Things can be simple or they can be complex in any area of life. Like yeah. you're raising children. I would encourage you to leave things principally centered and simple. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm dad. You're not. Yep. You start there. It's yep. not, let's have a meeting and everybody has the same authority. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. So you leave it simple, leave the lines clear, and life can be okay. Mm-hmm. When you leave the lines fuzzy, everybody gets confused. Right. And that's what it is. I mean, young people are growing up today. I don't know if, you know, it's a gender thing. I mean, I don't know if it's a boy. I don't know if this person's a girl. I don't know how yeah. to respond to them if they are. I don't, you know, weddings. I don't know, you know, what's appropriate. I don't. Those are, before you know it, you end up with these huge tax codes. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of pages of what's right. Right. And then you end up getting lawyers who teach you how to break the tax codes. Yep. Thousands and thousands of pages of how to do it your own way, regardless of what the tax code says. Now, basically what I've just described is the Pharisees from the time of Jesus. Mm. 
They, they took what God said. Yeah. They made all these rules. They made it more complicated than it should have been. Then they decided to have their own judges to figure out how to enforce it. Mm-hmm. And it was just Jesus went after him. Right. And he went after him on a. Things are not as complicated as we make them. Mm-hmm. And when you make them too complicated, for example, in marriage, yeah. um, when my marriage isn't going like it should and there's tension in the house, it's because I'm self-centered. That's mm-hmm. my first rule. Yeah. You say, well, well, it may not be you. And most of the time it is. Yeah. Once I fix that, you know what happens? Things get back. Things get back to normal. Exactly. Yeah, they get better. Or my wife can use the same rule. And once we apply the simple rule, Mm-hmm. Life can get back to where it belongs. I think we make things too complicated. Here's why I am the way I am. I'll give you 48 reasons. 48. You know, whatever, you know. And, <laughs> not, so, but let me read a, a decision making process. Here. Yes. God gives us one, 1 Corinthians 10, 23 uh, to 11, 1. And, and basically, it, you need to download the first half of the program if you didn't listen, because we're talking about meat off to idols. And we've established that meat is nothing. But let me read it to you. It's from the ESV version. It says, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This is very clear. The meat doesn't mean anything. Right. So you can go and eat the meat that's offered to idols. No big deal. Don't, no problem. Yep. It says, though, verse 27, if one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if somebody says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of the conscience. Whoa. Right. You know, it isn't the meat we're talking about here. Right. It's the person. Right. The general rule is very simple. I need to be thinking about others and how I portray God to them in every situation. And if I put something in front of somebody that will cause them to stumble, let me finish reading this. It says, if I, for why should my, uh, let me go here, uh, for sake of conscience, I do not mean that you're con- for your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? If I participate with participate with thankfulness. Why am I denounced? Because of that which I give thanks. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Give no offense to the Jews or the Greeks or to the church of God. (laughs) Don't give offense to the Jews, the Greeks, or the church. Don't do that. Give no offense to them. Just as I try to please everyone, everything I do, do not sink my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. And then uh, verse one in the next chapter, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so his decision-making process is this, and ours can be the same. I look at somebody else and I say, okay, you know what? I, I'm, I'm a baker, okay, and I'm making a cake. Yeah. So somebody comes in and says, I want a, a, a cake. What kind of cake? A yellow cake or whatever, brown cake, whatever they want. Right. And so I make them a cake. They don't tell me what it's for. I'm fine. Here's the cake. That's what I do. Enjoy the cake. I didn't know they were taking it to a gay wedding or whatever else it might be. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not responsible for that. Right, right. But somebody comes in and says, I want a cake, and they go, you know what this is for? I go, no, what, what's it for? My gay partner and I are getting married. Immediately, I just got told what it's for. Right. My conscience pricks up for their sake. 
to allow them to see that there is a standard. I say, no, I'm not doing it, and I'm not going to violate my con- – I change what I'm doing now. Right. Same baker, same situation, doing it different now for a different reason. Right. I'm still thinking of them, by the way. Right. It's, it, my conscience is pricked because they told me what it was about, Absolutely. and now I have a platform to deal with something. Mm-hmm. So, so it's different. And, and basically, I think a lot of people will look at these passages and justify all kinds of things, say, well, it's like meat offered to idols or whatever. The whole passage is about thinking about what's best for other people. Right. It's right. not about the meat. Right. However, what's interesting to me, Jay, is that um, all the way through the Bible, anytime meat is mentioned like this, it's condemned to eat it. Mm-hmm. But yet it's very clear that it's not the meat. Right. So I think in our culture, we have to look at that and say, okay, it's not the cake we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? We're talking about a man who says that he has understood that he would be participating in something that God condemns, Mm -hmm. and he refuses to participate in that. Right. This isn't a legal case. Right. This is a, okay, I honor that, and I'm walking out now, and I'll go to another bakery. Right, absolutely. And I don't know any other way to deal with it, but I don't know that the world would understand this way of thinking. Right. Yeah. And to us, it like that makes sense. And so it, it's interesting to to me. I just oversim like I, I to me I, I tend to oversimplify things. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I like I go through that same line of thought that we just had. That's like, well, just go a couple doors down and go to a different bakery. Yep. You know, and order a different cake. Like it's not that. Well, I think you can apply this you know? anywhere, though. Let Let's say you're going over to somebody's house. And they're, uh, you know, they're a friend of yours, and they're on a very strict diet. Yeah. Well, for a real life example, yep. you, you don't like to eat potatoes, right? You know, well, and I, and I, I like that. to eat them. I you can't. like to eat them, but you're not supposed to. Right. The doctor says avoid right. them. But you know, say if I were to have you over, and I didn't know that, you know, and we had, you know, turkey and mashed potatoes, I would eat them. You would still eat them. I would. You know, because I don't know that. Yep. You and, know? and I have at people's houses. I, I have said nothing. I've just eaten them. Right. Because it, again. There's no reason for you to know. Right, absolutely. And it's not a life or death thing, by the way. It's something a doctor right. said I should just avoid. So I, right. I have tried to avoid it. And like, it had it been a, a life or death thing, it would change the situation. It would probably change the you situation. Know, but, but in that case. It isn't. Right. But in any case, you're on a diet. You tell me I'm really trying to you know, exercise, excuse me, feel better, lose weight. Um, when you come over, I'm taking the cookies and the things and putting them somewhere else. Right. Well, I'm honoring you. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to honor my friend, and it's not to throw. Oh, I can eat these cookies and these kinds of things. I don't know if you've ever worked with somebody who um, has had an eating disorder before. I, I don't know if you've ever met somebody or worked with them. Um, I have. Yeah. And one of the interesting things is, um, you want to get in your house a certain amount of food, but not too much because of the binge eating kind of thing. Hmm. So you actually rethink how you do things because you're thinking about the other person. Yeah. Now, what's interesting there is you're limiting your life. Right. Because you're thinking about the other person. Right. I mean, that's what you're doing. I personally, this is my, my main reason why I won't touch alcohol because what happens is it is such a problem for the generation. It is such a problem in families that I'm saying, no, I'm not going to touch it. You know, it, people can say, what's well, uh, whatever you want to say. I'm not going to touch it because what it will do is normalize it for somebody, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. When I talk to young leaders, I think the hardest thing that they have to grab is the idea that I need to readjust my life for others, mm-hmm. not for me. And that meat offered to idols is good meat. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you understand anything about uh, the meat that was offered back then to idols, it was the best. Mm-hmm. So what right. you were basically saying is, I'm going to get an inferior cut of meat and eat it. I'm going to adjust my life for somebody else and their right. conscience and for my conscience. And that's really what's happening. Do you think this baker, it would have been a whole lot easier for him to just bake that silly cake? Right. Probably would have saved them a lot of money. A lot of money. Right. A lot of money. I mean, I think of other areas where people, um, you know, I don't know, have you, have you ever been involved in courts and legal battles and things? No, not really. I, I mean, I... It's expensive. Yeah, it gets pricey. I know some people who have been. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, especially if it makes it up to a Supreme Court. Sort it, of yeah, level. and especially when you are just d- minding your own business and doing your own thing, and now you've got all these Well, and I don't bills. even think this baker has his bakery anymore, does he? I, I can't I, remember. I don't remember Don't anymore. quote me on that. I'm yeah, I don't know. And, and it would be really sad, but it is something he could do. This is America. He'd say, my bakery's closed. I'm not even doing it anymore. Right. And that's, again, why I don't know why. I mean, he could stand before the Supreme Court and say, what are you going to do, make me go make a cake? Right. And, and there's actually, you know, what comes to mind really quick is, is the Hobby Lobby case from a few years yep. ago. Something similar, you know, at least it yep. seems similar. You know, that was, you know, more benefits related, if I remember. Yeah, something. but it, again. But it's, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, you know, this is how we're doing it. And if you say we have to, then we're done. Yeah. And it's really not because that difficult to figure out. Right, right. I mean, tell all the employees that we hire and all that kind of thing. If you're really bothered by Hobby Lobby and their policies, then don't shop there. Or don't work there. Go shop at the other Hobby Lobby or the Lobby Hobby or whatever it is right, down the road right. and, and leave them alone. Right. That, that's how America became what it is with an enterprise is, is to be able to say there are people and, and, and places that I go to because they offer a service or something that will you know, I want. Right. And if they don't, you know, I mean, do you go and buy um, like uh, major uh, fast food pizzas? Uh, I was at Pizza Hut okay. at one point. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you don't mind doing that because you like making pizza. I, li- I, w- I would prefer making my own just because, it, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more particular. But you do discriminate but have, probably. Oh, absolutely. When you go to Not a, all pizza is created equal. Okay. If so that's what you're getting at. You would be offensive to some people who like another pizza chain or whatever it might be. Or like somebody saying, you know what, my family makes their living off of this pizza chain and you won't go there and eat it and you don't like it. So you're offensive. It's like, no, this is pizza. Make a pizza that I'll come in and want to buy. Right, right. And, and I'll get in there and buy it. Right. But this is America. I don't need to come in and buy it. Absolutely. You know, if you make, a, honestly, if you're going to make a heart-shaped pizza, I'm not eating it. What if I made you a heart-shaped pizza? Um, I would cut it into a square. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never seen you deny you know, one of my pizzas. No, there. I love your pizza. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, that's cute, but I'm not buying it. No, I, if you gave it to me, I didn't buy it either. I, I mean, I, uh, I didn't true. go out of my way to buy that. Yeah. It, it was interesting. The other, there was a thing on an ad that says, tell the one you love how much you love them. And, and, the, and it was like a pendant. And on it was written already, uh, dear, and it put, Linda on there, like fill in the blank. Yeah. And it signed it Dave and it talked about how I'm committed to her and love her and all that stuff. And I showed it uh, to her and I said, Hey, I, you know, she showed it to me and said, would you get me one of these? And I thought, that's hilarious. You know, <laughs> no. And, and I hope that people who make that aren't offended, but I'm not going to use it. This is America. I, right. I'm going to do what I think is right. And what's beneficial to those around me. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the principles that we need to adhere to. 
you know, and, and it's the convictions because yep. that's how that's how we show the world who Jesus is, and absolutely, and that's how we stay true to what the biblical principles are. So hopefully, you uh, you were able to take some away from this episode. We encourage you to go to our website at relay365.com to check out past episodes or even download this episode or um, just see what's going on within the ministry of Silver Ranch. And we just thank you for joining us, and we'll see you here next time on Older and Younger, Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. <laughs>